you do know this. I've I've started to I'm, I'm trying really hard to resurrect an endangered species right now. <laughs> Single-handedly. Single-handedly. Well, actually, you're using two hands. Yeah, well, currently I'm not using any hands. I've never I've never understood the phrase single-handedly because <laughs> it's like I'm only going to use my left hand. Yes. To resurrect this species. Well, I would it would be my right hand. Yeah. You well, would, I mean, you would be your left. Yeah. Hand. Yeah. 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 Lee's left-handed. I was talking in the first person. We're a dying breed, I think, lefties. But really? um Jude threw something left-handed yesterday. Does that mean oh, he's lefty? Yeah. Dude, if he's a lefty and he gets some of your pitching genes, he, the he's poor buddy. He's going to need surgery at twelve. <laughs> um, but so, I, with the help of some friends, I've, I've, I have a bunch of monarch. Well, I have four monarch chrysalises, chrysalis, chrysalises, crystals, chrysalis, crystals. Crystal, crystal chicks crystal eye crystal chili pups uh currently in my home you need to explain why because every every endangered species is somebody's first endangered species. oh that's a good so one yeah. somebody doesn't know what so, you're talking about so my like one of my favorite creatures in the world is the monarch butterfly mm. and their their numbers have been dramatically decreasing for maybe the one of the greatest years. endurance species in the history of the planet. Yes. Over the course of generations, they fly from Mexico to Canada back home in a year. And their their species is just slowly dying. And they were recently listed as endangered this year. And I don't know if this is illegal or not, so I could get put in jail. But uh, I have a bunch of milkweed in my yard. And the other day, I went down there and there's a ton of caterpillars. And I was so stoked because... There are things people could grow in their yard that would get them in jail well, I don't it's think not the milk it's the it's the it's the fact that i have enclosed these endangered species in order to raise them safely that's which it's worked because five percent you're literally saving them five percent of monarch pupae survive the process of being an egg turning into a caterpillar going into a chrysalis five percent yeah so i found seven the other day um, I took the biggest one and it turned into a chrysalis within a couple of days. And then I grabbed three more the other day. So four of them are safely in a chrysalis right now. I just had the weirdest thought, which was like, if monarchs, like what if monarchs knew what was happening and they had like, like there were people in the monarch population that were like, that they were, they were like endangered species deniers. Like we have uh, climate, climate change deniers or like, <laughs> And they had like, they had like certain, <laughs> they had like certain political wings of the wings, wings. <laughs> of the butterfly oh, wow. population yeah. that are like, that, that are like deep conspiracy theory people. But then there's others that see people like you and they're like, like, what if they, what if they had a little like statue that they built of you? <laughs> they intentionally lay eggs in my yard. Yeah. They're like, they're- Hey, if, if you, if you're not an endangered denier, then lay eggs in this dude's yard because this guy is, he's fighting for us. And well, it's like, no, that guy. <laughs> the first one's name is Queen Elizabeth II, unless she turns out to be a boy, which you can tell when they turn to butterflies. Okay. And if she's a boy, then she's going to be called Wormy from this one's episode where the same thing happened. Uh, and then the other three are Angelica, Peggy, and Eliza. <laughs> when, when the whole town is pushing the... T- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Push! <laughs> Patrick says, what if we take Bikini Bottom and push it somewhere else? <laughs> it, and then by the end of the episode, that's their game plan. It's and that, amazing. that just giant... Yeah. The way it just moves across the screen. 
It's like a, it's like a subway. Well, when they first start it, it's not moving at all. And then they come back to it like three minutes later and the, it's moved a ton. It's yes. so funny. So there was one, I got kind of emotional the other day because I was down there watching my creepy crawly friends. I'm so weird. But I, I watched a yellow jacket fly up under some milkweed, pull out its stinger and sting one of them. Man, they're such yerks. Yeah, they're the worst. And then, but that that guy has survived. He like, but he has like a bloody spot on his back. So I named him Frodo <laughs> because he like you know he survived the like stab of the yeah of the, the, of the witch king of Angmar. Yeah, so at Weathertop, I I haven't seen him in a couple of days, but I, I know that he survived uh, at least that attack. What if he's like Frodo in that like every year on that day he like feels the pain of that i think he will well you know he's gonna make it hopefully you know this is the species that would probably make it to mexico sleep in the trees all winter and then start the return journey back in the spring so which is crazy so like he's gonna return to the shire and of like that's i don't know is that what you're calling your yard do you think tolkien came up with that name the shire was he like well everything's named like having a shire there's like worcestershire like yeah like there's there's like you know, there's there's York, the city of York, and then the surrounding oh, okay. pastoral land is Yorkshire. Never knew that. Yeah, so like you have the the town like, of Devon, and then you have Devonshire. What's like, the uh, what's the one that you have Buckingham? Buckingham, Buckinghamshire. Buckingham that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's where Isabel's from. That's from Isabel's. That's where I was trying yeah. to think. Yeah. North of London. I think it. I thought it was like east of London or something like that. I think it's north, but I'm but my look, my UK geography is buns. So like I'm I don't really, which I think that term is starting to come back. That's F- good because W-I-W. it's that's that's a uh, that that's a fun one. Um, what's W I W? I said F W I W. Oh, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. Um, can I ask a really dumb question about about butterflies that because I, I don't know it? Sure. Did they produce anything? Like, do they produce like um like do people use any byproduct from a butter like silk They're pollinators or like well They're like pollinators. some okay. some caterpillars in some places like monarchs spin silk which is crazy they do but it's it's for i mean like do people harvest it no they don't it's like, not like that okay so they, it's not they like, can spin like if you were to watch it's crazy so i've got to like watch these guys do their thing literally one transformed it from me the other day it took like 30 seconds and it was mind-blowing you're just like, how did that happen? It went from this to that really quickly. But they spin some silk to attach themselves upside down yeah. to then turn into the chrysalis. And it's, I don't know. I mean, like, that's where, that, you know, I think that's where silk's harvested in some places, but it's not from monarchs. Okay. We'll see. That's, they're, they're pollinators, though. That was my whole really question huge. is like, is like, are there. Are there people like, because usually with endangered species, there's something associated with it that human beings exploit. You know, so right. it's like, so there's part of me that just wonder in my ignorance, like, do people like make, you know, a silk dress? Like, could you make like a, like uh. a, like a, you know, it's like, oh, well this, it's like, what are you wearing? It's like, oh, I'm wearing a dress uh, that's from the silk of a monarch or like, oh, that's, you know, that's from the, that's the chambray overcoat of the, I don't know. You know, it's like, I, I don't know this fancy stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's this is the, th- this is me not knowing like Chambray, do people huh. harvest silk from a, from a caterpillar. No, not, not this the answer is no, no. The reason why this species does not exist like it should is because when they have a massive migratory journey to the, you know, climate change three, 
the plant that they solely use for everything it will like in its title is the word weed which is just not fair because it's absolutely stunning but it grows on like it's it's a plant that would grow on like the median of an interstate or like on the edge of a farmer's field or just like in a field so people just hack it down yeah like people like harvest crops and it just goes and people mow the median of the interstate and then it dies and then and people just like spray it with pesticides because it looks like a weed it doesn't look like a weed though it just it grows amongst the weed it seems like like what you were describing having watched the other day that doesn't seem like something that would take 30 seconds it seems like that would take hours no i mean like it it's a 24-hour process but the process of them going from looking like a caterpillar to to like jade green with gold speckles takes about a minute max i mean it's insane that's crazy you're just like so you're bringing them back well, at least it may be illegal. Like, you may go to jail for it, but you'd be yeah. happy. Like yeah. Thomas, Co- the words of Thomas Cox, I would happily go to jail for this, for this endangered species. Yeah. Are those like, my I just words? see you in handcuffs, like being taken away. Maddie, well, I've always it. wanted to do something like that, you know, <laughs> to go down for a good cause. Yeah. Welcome to ancient and new. Thomas is the hero of the monarch butterfly population. Would you encourage us or, enlighten us with some with something from the scriptures today sure 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 all right we're gonna go to luke again again we're gonna be in luke for a little while probably with and that's this is your sole focus right now well yeah i almost did a thing from first john five and i decided against it last minute i had a couple things lined up like if you would ask me an hour and a half ago what are you gonna do on ancient new today i would say well something from first john five but then i i flexed wow like not like not like I flex doesn't change. I called an audible. Oklahoma. Um, Omaha. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember what the audible is. What chapter are we in? Uh, four. Yeah, I guessed that. I think I said it. Did you? you definitely. Oh, my bad. I wasn't paying attention to that part. I just inceptioned you. And you <laughs> you incepted me? Incepted. Carry on. Gosh. <laughs> All right. Um, when you pick on me, I just try to slide past it. Was I picking on you? A little bit. Oof. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I'm trying to pick less. <laughs> trying to pick less. Okay. Uh I'm I, I'm interested in this a little bit. Um Okay. All right, I think we're gonna start in verse twenty. Okay. We're gonna read uh, this is probably more than we typically read, so just hang on to your socks. I'm gonna goes. I'm gonna buckle up. Okay, please do. We promote safety in this podcast. Okay. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Which, by the way, I think it's cool that like Jesus gave a sermon sitting down. Like, that's just, you know, I guess that was a thing back then. I don't know. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they said? Jesus said to them, surely you will quote the proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, do here in your hometown what you have heard that, that what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet none of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. 
All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Okay, I just, like, if you if you blinked, you would miss the part of this. And if you paid attention, you would it'd really stand out, I think. The part of this where they go from, I mean, like, I almost read it as, like, a preciousness. Like, oh, look at Joseph's son. A little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're impressed with him, but they're also, like, it, as quickly as that flips, they go from, like, like, all spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came out of his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? Like, look at him. Look at Joseph's son. He's crushing it. Like, our, our hometown boy. He's awesome. We love the things he says. And I could be interpreting that wrong, but then it goes to... Oh, no, dude. I think... And I want to sit here for a second because I see this in the Facebook world of hometown athletics. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like, there's a we, have a... we have a football game. Um, a kid, a running back has a really good game. And then, and so guys are on Facebook talking about it. Dads and moms that are like my age. And they're like, man, so-and-so had a really good game. But like, but like who was the awesome back back in our day? I mean, yeah. little man had his day. And that's the way they'll talk about it. Yeah, little man did his thing. But like, who was the, but who was the man whenever we were there? Yeah. And then they'll immediately they'll start talking about themselves and how good they were back in the day yeah. or whatever. And it's, there is this, um, I don't think that it's reading in to say that there is an, at least a sniff, like an air of like condescension. Yeah. Well, the reason why I feel that way is because they flip so quickly. Yeah. If they felt the way they really did, if they, if they really felt the way they said they did, they wouldn't go from it to immediately trying to throw a dude off a hill. I think they would give some weight to his words That's a little bit. such a bit. violent way to end somebody. Yeah. And, you know, if you read into it, there's racial undertones. There's all kinds of yes. yuckiness. But I think the thing that I... Um, but And it's funny. I, I talked about this in, uh, in a Bible study I lead. There's probably people listening to this who are like, Thomas, we just talked about this. Um, I didn't really say this part, though, which is... Uh, if you're going to be friends with Jesus, be prepared for him to say something that you may not exactly love. And that's what happens here. He says a thing and he points it out to them like, Hey, by the way, like, I mean like to super boil it down, he's saying like, listen, here's an example when like God's grace and mercy was for people who weren't Israelites. And this is what I'm coming to do, by the way. It's not just about y'all anymore. Like y'all, y'all are included in this. And like, in fact, like the Gentiles are included in your thing, but like we, it's for them too. It's not just for you. And here's some examples of when that's happened before. And this is what's, this is what's coming like by me being here. And that pushed them so hard that they were like, let's throw this dude off this cliff. And I would just say like, it's amazing to me that like, and the, the scary thing is that this can happen in our world really easily. Here he is saying a thing that they loved and they thought it was beautiful and sweet. And, you know, it's like they would have stuck this this on their fridge and talked about it. Oh, yeah. And it would have been yeah, easy dog. to post it on Facebook, like you're saying, and say, here's all the cool things about about Jesus that I love. And um, here's how I can make my agenda work with what he's saying. Yeah. But the moment he said something that, ruffled their feathers a little bit they're ready to throw them off a cliff and maybe that's not where like you know i don't know Ah, well i don't know like 
there's a lot of times in our world where, uh, like, what's actually in scriptures gets left out and you know or certain things are highlighted but we completely yeah. forget about other things right, and right, right. it's impossible to read the gospel of luke and not see jesus's care which like it's right before this right like to proclaim news for the poor to proclaim the freedom for the prisoners the recovery of sight for blind to set the oppressed free like here's who this is for here's who i'm coming for and the gospel of luke is full of it like yeah. marginalized fringed people and jesus is starts talking about it a little bit and they're like uh-uh buddy let's go off this cliff real quick anyways i would just say like <laughs> i'm just saying like get ready and like let your reaction not be let's push jesus off the cliff or let's pick and choose what we like and what we don't like and yeah um it it may some of the things just like if you weigh them in our world uh could come across as offensive is um <clears throat> is part is is this is the heartbeat of this that like when you boil it down people are most comfortable with a version of Jesus that's like he's a lot like me just he's just like the a little bit better yeah like that like i really see myself in jesus i'm not perfect he's perfect right but like i'm right there he's just like a little bit better version of right yeah and so it's it's one of those deals where it's like if if i'm not challenged or uncomfortable by the words of jesus ever if I'm only pumped and encouraged and I'm not challenged, I'm probably skipping some stuff. Right. Um, because the heartbeat of this whole thing is, yes, I've been loved. Yes, I've been accepted. Yes, I've been picked. Yes, I've been I've had grace lavished on me. But all of that is because I super needed it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't like, the, oh, that's a really good word, Lee. We did super need it. And I think, like, I'm not almost Jesus. No, 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 no. And so that's what, like, I have to be prepared to be right. made uncomfortable by the words of Jesus. Because he doesn't see the world the way I see it. I needed to be saved. Right. And I, uh, I'm i not saying that we need to, like, always be resonating on our brokenness at always. But, like, if you ever forget it or you ever think, like, I'm too I don't know. Like it's a, that's such a fine line to walk, right? Like you don't want to be like always wallowing and like, no, I'm so bad. But, I'm so terrible. That's not what we were saying. But also like there, there's just so many things in the world that like you, when you don't have any humility about your own position, you just, you think, you know, everything and you think you've experienced everything. I remember the first time that I ever ate, um, creme brulee. Ooh, yeah, this yeah. is a weird thing because yeah. like my family did not, like I did not grow up in a family where I experienced any French cooking at all. Right. And so the first time somebody like described creme brulee to me and offered it to me, I was like, that sounds gross. And like, I don't know French words. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I don't want that. And then like, and then I actually like dove in and ate it. And I was like, this is like, this is amazing. Right. It's absolutely stunning. But like, and so like the people that like, the people that I don't understand or the culture that I feel uh, grossed out by or I, or I feel offended by, the marginalized people that I don't 
track with. It's like, if I don't, I might think I've experienced everything in the world and I know everything there is to know. And it's Mm. like, these kinds of words are going to be offensive to me. Right. But, um, you, but yeah, with Jesus, it's like, I'm not almost there. He's going to offend me. Right. I was trying to look for something that I read this morning and one of the Proverbs actually, but I can't find it. But Anyways, I think that's really cool. I hope what I said made sense. Oh, it yeah, it's lovely. Uh, well, I, I just don't. I don't it's, know. It's, impor- it's important. I'm not trying to be indicting or uh, shaming. Let What? I mean, look, you already have a statue. Let them have it. it. You already have a statue in the in the Monarchs Hall of Fame. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the Where silken, would that be? The Monarchs Silken Hall of Fame. The Monarchs Silken Hall of Fame. That apparently yeah. we cannot exploit to make any dresses or anything. Well, I, I could be wrong about that. I'm not I'm not going to claim to be a... We're, you and I aren't wealthy enough to know if people have look clothes made out to of put it, monarchs. No. To put it... <laughs> I lost my wallet last night. And someone says, is there a lot of money in there? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not really sweating right now that my wallet's Was gone. it Randy like, Newsbaum? I saw when you lost your wallet. You... <laughs> You became aware at the concessions of the Oak Ridge Performing Arts Center. Yeah, no, I, she was just like, "Is is it? Did, is there a ton of money? Or is there a lot of money?" And I was just like, "Let's not use that word." <laughs> like, I'm not super nervous that I've lost my wallet. Oh my gosh, uh, I want to look at a couple of places in Psalm 119. Psalm 119. It, is that is that cool for me to head over there? Yeah, or you can search for that. Google that phrase in Proverbs. See I if can't you can remember it. I mean, I know. <clears throat> no, it's not going to do much. To, okay. It's not going to change anything. Okay. Psalm 119, which verse are you uh, going to be I want to look at something that I talked about on, 200? Um, on Sunday morning. 176. Um, there's one place in verse 162. Oh, Sin and Shin. If you don't know, the Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, the longest psalm in the, in the Psalter as they call it, and it's... Does that spell with a P? Yeah. P-S-A-L-T-E-R, the Psalter. Um, and it is subdivided into sections that are that are named after the different letters of the Hebrew alphabet. It's an acrostic design. There are other psalms that are also acrostic poems where that like each line is starts with the a letter of the Hebrew alphabet in so, order, like Psalm 34 which is amazing. Well, that's a whole nother thing, but it's super interesting too. But um, why that's why that's so cool, why it's so cool that it's that organized and that artistic because of the circumstance in which it was written. Anyway, um, Psalm 119, 162 says, I rejoice in your promise like one who finds great spoil. And then I want to look at another place earlier where it says um, um, in verse 133, direct my footsteps according to your word. Um, and then uh, one thirty. the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Um, <clears throat> okay, so there's three things that are happening that are really, really cool to me about somebody who just digs into the words of God. Like, just, like, I'm going to go to that Bible. And this is like, like, okay, like what should you be hoping for or looking for when you go to the scriptures? Just like the process of like, I'm going to open up the word of God and I'm going to read something for myself. What am I, what am I looking for? And I love three things that these three verses talk about. One of them says, um, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding. That's one thing. 
Um, another thing in verse 133, direct my footsteps. And then over in verse 162, um, I find great spoil. Um, so like, I look at this and say, like, when I go to the scriptures, there's certain things I'm looking for. Here are some of those things. One is like, I want some illumination. I want somebody to turn the light on to help me see what I'm in the middle of. Mm. Help me see myself. Help me see my situation. Help me see the people around me better. Um, I want direction. I want to know how to behave. I want to know how to behave. I want to know how to respond. I want to know how to live. Direct my footsteps is what 133 says. And I want buried treasure. Yeah, it's cool. I want something I didn't expect to find. Um, I love the concept of buried treasure. I talked about this before we had worship a couple weeks ago. And I talked about the movie The Goonies, which you're way too young. But like, have you seen The Goonies? Like, have you gone back and watched that movie? I have a pulse. Okay. Like I can, I just, I think I'm a little offended that you asked that. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Wow. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know if you knew the Goonies. <sighs> I have a pulse. I love the idea that if a person has a pulse, they have seen the Goonies. Well, like also if you're, if you're my age, it was on TV like every Saturday. Oh, okay. Forever. Okay, good. Yeah. So I didn't know about access. That's what I want. That's, I apologize. If you're my age, it was on like TNT every mm. Saturday morning forever cool see i thought by the time sorry, you that was were growing up me. that it was like the movie shooter or something was on tnt it or, was or speed fx with keanu reeves shooter is more of like an fx movie okay and probably more in the afternoon on a saturday like probably a, yeah probably like an afternoon 4 30 p.m slot yeah goonies was like 8 a.m wow. tnt every saturday the goonies is a great movie and i'm so sorry please forgive me for for a insinuating that you were so uncultured. I appreciate you, you asking my forgiveness and I'm ready to give it to you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we just had a reconciliation on the pod. That was, that was sweet. Um, if there was a pile of drama, I just dove head first into it. <laughs> my reaction to you. <laughs> Whatever I was going to call this episode just got thwarted oh. by that. If there was a pile of drama, I just dove head first into it. Um, yeah. Um, but I, the reason I, I've always loved the Goonies is like, if you're a middle schooler and all of a sudden you find out that in your sleepy little boring hometown, there is a treasure map and that somewhere under the surface of this town that everybody's just going about their business is literally a pirate ship. Mm. with a, a chest of of just gold dragoons. Yeah. Like, it's just fascinating. It's de, or doubloons. De, dragoons? Not dragoons. Those are soldiers. Dragoons are, are, sol, are, are like infantry soldiers. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, de, what is the real word? Doubloons. Doubloons. That doesn't sound like Two a real word. Doubloons. <laughs> doesn't that sound like a made-up word? Yeah. All words are made up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We could say anything we want to do at any time. It's fine. Say it we're holding the mics. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a fascinating thing that like, I didn't know that like, and, and they were go like the family were going to lose their house and all this stuff and, yeah. and the story of the Goonies. And it was like, all of a sudden it was like, you're saved. Like right. you're going to be able to pay the mortgage on the house and the, the, the title, like everything's fine because you found this buried treasure. Nobody yeah. knew it was here. And you just dug down and found the thing that you needed more than anything. That was way more than you thought. Mm. So this is my whole point about uh, spending time in the scriptures is like, if I have the humility for it, 
um, I will get direction over mm. how to how yeah. to make my way through this week, how to answer and respond to that conversation, how to <clears throat> how to spend my time and how to think about my world. I will get illumination. Like your words give light and understanding mm-hmm. to the simple. If I'm willing to be simple and to, and to admit that I don't know how to see my situation and my life and my, and my stuff and myself and, and the people around me, then when I go to this scripture, the, to the scriptures, a light will turn on and will help me understand my world and myself and the people around me better. I'll know, what, I'll know how to see, I'll know what to do, and then every now and then, I'm gonna turn the page. And I'm just gonna find buried treasure. That's like, cool. It's right here. It's on every coffee table in every house. It's on every, it's it's on every coffee table in a doctor's office or a dentist's office. Is this book? And it just sits here, and right inside the pages of our sleepy little town is like there's buried treasure. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be cool. the very thing I needed to rescue yeah. this week to to get me the help I need. It's it's right here. Like you think about how many times you have just like, you've turned the page and you've, you've dusted off some old verse that you've heard a million times, but at the right moment in the right circumstance, it was just the thing you needed. Like I remember the most recent time that I read in John chapter four that um, Jesus met with that woman at the well and his disciples had gone into Sychar to get food and they were like, master, you need to eat something. Cause he just went, he just, blew right through lunch to have this conversation. And he looked at his guys and said, I have food to eat, you know, not of. Mm. And they were like, who did somebody bring him like a, like a Jersey Mike's or something? Like, did somebody bring him some food and we didn't know it? And it's like, no meeting with someone in need and talking to them to Jesus. That's like the best meal. And, and the last time I read that, it just, it was, it was a quiet enough space that like the Holy Spirit literally like communicated to my heart. Like when Jesus gets to hang out with you and talk, like that feels to me, like when I get to talk with you and hang out with you, to me, that's like the best meal you could imagine. And like, it just touched my heart. It was buried treasure. It was like, how many times have I read John chapter four? But that thing in that, in the quiet of that moment went down into my heart. And it was like, I had uncovered the sunken pirate ship with the chest of doubloons. Yeah. The gold, mm-hmm. not the gold dragoons. Yeah. That would be soldiers. Right, right. The doubloons. Right. It was just sweet. It's like, if I'm willing to have the humility for it, you'll light up my situation, help me see it better. Mm-hmm. You'll tell me which way to go in certain situations or how to respond. And every now and then, it's just going to be buried treasure. Mm-hmm. And and it's going to be exactly what I need. That's cool. Uh, uh, verse... 133 saying direct my footsteps according to your word i i think that is so cool we took our dog on a walk the other day yeah it was like her and jude me and maddie we should have it was just you know it's one of those days like right now we're having your whole family except turkey yeah yeah. (laughs) stupid cat i started feeding him again because he was limping the other day and i think he played me (laughs) now he's fine but like it was one of those. Like, You're insinuating that the cat faked it. Yeah, because now he's walking around fine. Just oh, get that. Ma- I feed him dog food. It's okay, like I'm gets- sorry. You well, were on like, a walk with the uh, family minus turkey. Yeah, it, we, we've had one of these weeks here where we live where it's been like 
the first glimpses of fall, mm. right? Like highs of like 73 with no humidity. Then fake fall. 55 degrees in the morning. Yeah. You have to wear a sweatshirt. Fantastic. Oh. So we went on a walk the other day just to enjoy it and soak it in. And our dog was just like, we started out with, I just like let her on her leash go as far as she went. We had one of those retractable leashes and it was terrible. Like okay. she was like running around the, you know, the, the stroller, she would smell everything. And the moment, like, I reeled. I finally, I was like, dude, I just got to reel you in. So, like, I had her, I had her in my heel, just tight. And she just, you know, she didn't do anything after that. She just kept looking up at me and, like, we were just walking. Everything was great. And the moment she let me do that, it turned into a great walk. Beforehand, it was terrible. Okay. Because she was wanting to do it all by herself. You know, she was just like, let's go here, let's go here, let's smell this. Everything's awesome. Yeah. She almost chased a deer. Like, it was, everything was, which, like, I encourage. But she. She just, she ran the show for the first half mile of the walk and it was terrible. Like my dog was like, this is my walk. I'm going to do this how I want to. You all are following me. And the moment that she, well, she didn't have a choice with me. Like I made it happen. I was like, you're going to do this. And when she gave in to me, it turned into a great time. That'll preach. So that, that's like, if you're reading between the lines, the moment you can get to yourself and say, all right, I'm going to let you do this. Like, this is really cool. It says direct my footsteps according to your word. Quit, quit fighting that. Yeah. You know, like, don't just let him do it. Let him direct your footsteps. Don't go in there, you know, with your heels dug in saying, like, I'm going to do this the way I want to, which, like, whatever. It, but if you open the scriptures and you ask the Lord to show you something cool and you're ready for him to point you in that direction, you're going to find it. Yes. I think it's cool. Yes. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Push back on me. You're my no, pastor. I wouldn't. Why would I? It was beautiful. I don't know. I feel like I've been a little funky these first during this episode. I don't know. Look, if there was a pile of drama. <laughs> Head first. I will have to say, based on some drama that we've tried to kick up in the past few weeks, I have to hand it to the Kentucky Wildcats for taking out Florida last As week. They should have. Although, that was Kentucky beautiful. Wildcats just got terrible news. My favorite basketball player of all time. Okay. It was a shooting guard from Maysville, Kentucky, which is like 45 minutes from Lexington. Uh-huh. Didn't get recruited by them. Didn't get an offer, anything. Oh. And Oh, the rafters. He's, he's Yeah, he, he ended up coming to Knoxville and is the SEC's all-time three-point leader. Wow. Is and, he really? Yeah, and he's getting his jersey retired by Tennessee against Kentucky at home. Oh. Amazing. And they were just like, hey, you didn't get recruited by them. This is literally what Rick Barnes said. So they the, didn't recruit you. The third, you owned them. The three-point leader for the all-time for the SEC is not from the University of Kentucky. No, but he's from the state of Kentucky. But he played basketball for for uh, for Tennessee, the Volunteers. Wow. In Knoxville. Thompson Bowling Arena. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be tough for Kentuckians to deal with. Well, you know, it has been for over a decade and a half at this point. And they're not dethroning that three-point record yet. No. Well, I say let number five's jersey go to the rafters, baby. As it should be. It should be in blue, but they dropped the ball. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Um, guys, thanks for listening. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. Save the monarchs. And... Uh, <laughs> Not the monarchy, but the monarchs. The monarchs. This has been ancient. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine. Leaning
Peace with my Lord so near. 